Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. It's time for the September 30th edition of Church Information and Open Forum with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Yes, Reverend Barnett has been on the battlefield for human rights, social justice, and civil rights for over 40 years. And we just want to wish Reverend Barnett a speedy recovery. He's now in therapy. He sounds tremendous. And... uh, We want you to keep your cards and letters coming. Uh, Let me give you the information from where to send them for Reverend Barnett. Of course, it's going to be K-N-O-N. Let me get it here on my phone. One three one four five Court Road. Is that correct, Pierre? All right, so the address is uh, so KNON 13154 Coit Road, Suite 200, Dallas, and uh, the zip code is uh, 75240. How about that French accent? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like it? It's, it's a, it's Les Français. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, li- it's like your, your first name. Uh, Leon and Reverend Burnett, uh, li- he likes to uh, to call you uh, Le- uh, Leon. Uh, Leon, right? <laughs> <laughs> love it. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please send your cards and your well wishes to uh, the station, and we will get them to Reverend Barnett. Okay, this week we're going to go in a little different direction. Mm, while everybody else is going one direction, we're going to go to the other direction because we're the voice of the people. And we're unbossed and unbossed. So, let's start off this week with some topics that you, that we, let's see what your opinion is. First of all, let's start off with, I got some blowback concerning a comment I made about the theft of food stamps. And I don't know what was offensive, but let me tie this into something that happened just recently. Uh, Do y'all remember Brett Favre in Mississippi getting all this money, this TANF money uh, that was supposed to go to poor people in the state of Mississippi, uh, temporary assistance for needy families, and all of a sudden, two or three million dollars of it goes to Brett Favre, and he's building a volleyball court or something for his daughter well you know that stuff gets called out uh, you know on on this station on this program you can't take food stamps or TANF funds and give them to somebody that's a multimillionaire that's robbing hood it's not robbing hood it's robbing hood it's not taking from the rich giving to the poor it's taking from the poor giving to the rich so, uh, somebody has to, you know, what's going on with that? 
We don't need that. If you're already rich, let the poor have their food stamps or let the poor have their TANF. And that's where it's related. Okay. I had to get that out there. All right, now. Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick says to the Jets, I'm available. Of course, there's no response. And then... I see where Warren Sapp has the nerve enough to tell him to just give it up. Uh, what's his problem? What are you talking about? He's uh, standing up for social justice. And you're supposed to keep your mouth shut because he's he's making it easier for you to get something. Did you? What about Muhammad Ali? What about Bill Russell? You tell him to shut up and keep dribbling? Is that what that is? Uh, Deion Sanders. Uh, he's described as a lightning rod. What does what does that mean? What's what's I mean? What is he? What is Deion? What he means it? Okay. All right. Are y'all familiar with the movie Blind Side? Uh, the gentleman uh, that was. Uh, supposedly adopted and come to find out he wasn't adopted but the people that adopted him or supposedly adopted him they just got power of attorney over his money and they made all his money well the judge said that uh, they don't have power of attorney anymore okay and how about the Dallas Wings well, I can remember when the Dallas Wings had Vicki Johnson as the head coach. And she kind of took the team from nothing to a team that uh, went to the playoff twice in a row, two years consecutive. And she was unceremoniously dumped after she lost a playoff game with two of her starters to one of them all pro weren't able to show up. So you go in a different direction and then you get swept in the second round after you beat a team in the first round you've beaten six times in a row. But uh, is, a, is an African-American coach on a short leash? So uh, and you can call it 972-647-1893 and then you can talk about anything else you want to talk about. But I thought I wanted to just mention that briefly. And uh, again, the phone number is 972-647-1893. Um, sports has an impact on the culture. And African-Americans in particular have an impact on sports. However, the same human rights, civil rights, social justice concepts that apply to other facets, fields of endeavor, 
things that go on in society also apply to sports. So, call us at 972-647-1893 and let us know what you think about that. All right. Pierre, what happened to the phone calls we had? They just disappeared? <laughs> yeah, you can call us right now, 972-647-1893. Yeah, you got to remember, this is the voice of the people. So here, we have a different perspective on journalism. And because, uh, you know, the boss can't come down and say, oh, you can't talk about that, or we're going to get rid of you, or we're going to pull out commercial advertising, uh, that's what, uh, that's how we roll. You got a call, Pierre? Yeah, uh, we have uh, Tony on line one. Oh, okay. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> you know, this show has always been a conduit from the community to, to voice their opinion. Mm -hmm. which is great. And I say that because this morning at Paul Quinn, they're having that African-American leadership institute where, you know, the politicians, the teachers, uh, the political people, the gals, try to congregate and have the community, you know, know the issues of, issues of, of the day, mm -hmm. how to okay. organize. Okay. You know, it is a step, but what we need, and Amani always says this when he calls, and he has one, a think tank. Right. Mm -hmm. The thing is, you, you know, you can have more than one think tank. Right. You know, once we got policies, to create policies, if we had a think tank where our elected officials who are aging out or getting older, who have a place to go to use to use their experience, how to maneuver through city, state, and federal government. You know, that'd be an invaluable lesson and teaching for people who want to come into politics who are young and new and naive. Mm -hmm. Okay, we just had a. Senator who died, uh, Gloria Fine, uh, uh, California Senator. Mm -hmm. Now, she's been sick. She should have been retired. You know, not saying that you, 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 if, you're not, if you're not competent at a certain age, you should be a senator. I'm not saying that. Mm -hmm. What yes. I'm saying is, is, you know, at some point, when do you, because I don't believe in this passing off a ton. Mm-hmm, okay. I believe in passing the torch. Okay. Because my torch might still be lit, and I can light another one, but anyway. Yeah, right. I got now, you. Well put. Yes, yes. So, so the, the thing is this, is that last week we talked about the mayor, mm -hmm. and that is what it is. Now, Unfortunately. Exactly. Now, what we need, you know, today is the day where we might not have a government that they're going to be financed. Right. Mm -hmm. 
and the world's still going to be working are still functioning to some degree. But the, the, the same people, and, and I always wonder when people call, I do vote. I don't vote for myself, but I do vote. <laughs> the one question I would ask people is this. If you have a comment or opinion, the first question, do you vote? Right. Most of them, most of them don't vote. Okay. And, and then I go back to what I said last week. Texas right now has the number to turn this state blue. Right. The problem is, and this is why I bring up the, the African-American uh, leadership institute, is we got middle-class people trying to decide how to get people to vote who are, who are scared to go to the communities they grew up in. Mm-hmm. Knock on doors. Right. To, and, and then ask for their vote. And then give an example how, why they vote to turn them. I'm gonna say this real quick, then I'm gonna get off. No, no, I want, I want, I want to, I want you to repeat what you said earlier. You said they were scared to go into their own community. Is that what you said? Yes, the community that they grew up in. Right. Now they middle class. Now right. They now they're middle class. They don't go back. Yes. yes. Okay. And, and 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 so, how do you go back to that community now that you've been out of the community 10, 20, 30 years? Because now you're middle class. You have middle class mindset. Mm-hmm. You have a uh, 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 you have a European mindset mm-hmm. anyway. Okay. You go back and say this, young man. You know what? If you don't vote, there's a judge that's going to side your fate if you go to court. I'm not talking about the criminal judge because that's, that's one part aspect of it. There's a family judge that deals with divorce and family issues. And half the men going to deal with that. Don't make no difference. How you could that fight it? That's a, a reality. Let, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. How many, how many untapped voters do you think are in those communities? Just to give me something off the top of your head. I know you don't have a, you know, I don't, I know you don't have a Pew Research Group in your fingers. But what do you think? I'd say twenty, thirty percent. Right. There you go. Easily thousands. And that twenty, thirty percent is the difference of winning our state and winning a national election. Right. Period. Hmm. You know. And because, you know, and we, we both know this, the largest voting group in America is a non-voter. Right. Okay. That's what we know. That, that those are facts. And the fact of it is this. To win state of Texas, you need to, re, you need to win eight counties. Not all of Texas, but eight counties. Now, I'm going to give you a few of them because I don't know about seven of them. There's Dallas County. There's Tarrant County. There's Cullen County. There's Travis. There's Bear. There's Harris and Montgomery. And there's one or two more. Mm-hmm. I'd be El Paso. You win, you win those cities and those counties, you win the state. I don't care about Lubbock. I don't care about East Texas. You win those, you win the state. And, uh, and I'll leave you with that information, and uh, I'll listen off here. Thank you. All right, thank you for calling, Tony. Thanks for your call and comment. That freezer line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have, here? And we have two minutes before the break, and we have uh, Imani on line two. Good morning, Imani. Good morning, brother. How are you and, doing? Well, I, I'm not taking a dirt bath. That's right. You're above the dirt. <laughs> so I just want to let you know, I love everybody. How's Brother Burnett doing? He's doing excellent. He's in therapy, and he's getting stronger. And uh, we look forward to when he's back to the 100% of what he is supposed to be or as close as possible. 
when I had his personal number, and I usually asked him, I called when I called him, and I didn't call him, and I can't reach him. So you see him, tell him, uh, I love him. There ain't nothing he can do about that. <laughs> yeah, that therapy is, uh, how can I say, it's rigorous. And yeah, so when he gets, when they get through coming in, whenever they come in and they do the therapy, he's probably pretty tired, sore and tired. I'm, I'm at that age, too. I'm at the same. We at that, we're all the same age, me and him, the lawyer. But, uh, you know, brother, but uh, I just, first of all, I want to thank Ken Owen. I did find me a black cleaner. It's called Starches on Pleasant Run. Okay. Found Starches on Pleasant Run in 67. Mm-hmm. And I found place to eat what I can eat people look like me called Two Brothers Breakfast at, at Redbird mm-hmm. well, it's not Redbird it's Apple Center mm-hmm. and that's what I do I'm I'm, I'm a representative of, um, associated with Power Nomics Corporation mm-hmm. what we're doing we are uh, Dr. Boss Watkins was here a couple of weeks ago a few months ago Dr. Um, uh, talk to Dr. Anderson all the time with Claude Anderson mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I talked to his wife, man, to tell the truth, because I don't think he's always busy. But I talked to uh, also Ice Cube didn't, and Lee is uh, involved with us. And what we're trying to do now, we we studied it. We uh, I think came to study the Constitution, and we studied real good at Powernomics, the book called Powernomics, uh, Powernomics. Mm-hmm. And we study uh, black black labor, black labor, white wealth. And we studied the WSC. I got them all. But what we're doing, we found out we're not even in the Constitution. And I hear this voting thing all the time. Mm-hmm. We are not in the Constitution. And what we do, I think, we go out and ask the young people. Primarily, people don't vote as the young people and, and people can't get the vote. But we, say, we don't ask them. It's like the doctor. We don't say, why? We don't say, go vote. We say, why you don't vote? And what our information we get back, the young people uh, that we deal with, telling us the same thing, especially in, uh, in low-income, what I'm concerned that in the, in the ghettos, they tell us this. We don't vote because we never get nothing. And, uh, and I thought about all these seven years I've been voting, mm-hmm. seven years. And I really never, after the Vietnam War, I've been voting ever since 1970. Okay. And I thought about what they told me. And you know what? They're right. We just keep voting. And we never get nothing. And that's what, I, I think if we, if the older people would ask the young people, why you don't vote? And, and they'll tell you that most of them say, well, we never get nothing. You can vote in all your life. You never got nothing. Why you keep on voting? And they're right. We keep voting for these same old people downtown, same old people that sell us out. We keep voting for the same old people go to Washington, D.C. and stay till they die. And we just keep voting and voting and voting and voting. Never get anything done. And I said, you know, maybe these young people got a point. So we're studying that right now. But I need some more of our companies. If you can get them on your line, I'm trying to make a list of what we call it the black, black pages of nothing but people that we can, you know, buy from. Because we know we got $1.3 trillion in our own pocket. Once we learn how to love and respect and, 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 and do like everybody else, you know, like the, the Hispanics, the Chinese, everybody deal with each other, except us. All we do is run around hollow voting and the same old thing, but we know that you can't even get in the, in the presidential race unless you have money. You got to be 35 years old, mm-hmm. and you got to live here 14 years. I've been living here four, four, uh, 74 years, two hours of discharges, and I still can't run for president because I don't have any money, bottom line. Well, let me ask you a question since you're talking about the futility of voting, as you put it. 
Let's let's uh let's go to your uh your anointed imagination as the theologian would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would uh Pierre says it's time for a break. Let me hold you over, Imani, and then we're gonna go back at this after the break. Is that okay? That's right. All right. And that's nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. KRN 89.3 FM, the voice of the people, will be. Yo, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it again? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. And we're back with more church information on Open Forum on KNON 89.3 FM, KNON.org. If you're streaming, the voice of the people, the most powerful show on the radio, church information and Open Forum. All right, uh, Imani, uh, we were talking about the futility of voting. And uh, I was saying, let's go to your anointed imagination, as the theologians say. What would society be like if there was no vote? What is your your imagined uh, uh, outcome of that, imagined uh, setting in that? Well... Uh, my studies show me, I, I, I study a lot of books. I got a library. My, one of my favorite books is Dr. Henry Clark and Dr. Van Sotoma. Mm-hmm. And he said, before, before, see, a lot of people misunderstood. I wrote a paper in college uh, concerning uh, uh, the, the socialism. Uh, what's his name? I forget his name. I made a beat in college. And, mm-hmm. and what, what, before, we didn't see, we didn't, when we were first came long before Jesus, 7,000 years before Jesus, we didn't even, we didn't have to vote. Because our nature, we're spirituality people. Our mm-hmm. pure nature did us right. We didn't have to vote to see what's right. We just, we just, it's automatic with us. With, with our melanated people. Until they came and they came in with the capitalism and democracy and all that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm So we just did what's right. Okay. Democracy, uh, this country, democracy was set up in 50, well, not 50, uh, Dr. Anderson said in his book, we, it started basically in 1619, 1619 when, we, when they first wrote up, no, 1787 when they, uh, okay, whatever, yeah, whatever date, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's when the democracy really started, capitalism started before, so we studied in this book, and so we found out, we, 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 if we say with this, this higher power than God, if only we wouldn't have to worry about voting if we were just believing the higher power on our money called in God we trust. Okay. So are you saying that we shouldn't vote? Are you saying that we should vote? And uh, I got a couple other callers. So can you just just give me that? Give me your your what what is your what is your opinion on that? Here's what I'm saying as an old guy, 75 years old, 75. Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm saying. This is, we in a democracy. And that's what they call it. One vote, one, one count. But we notice you can, I can't even run for president unless I got five, five million dollars. You know, you got to have money. Okay, but can it, but can, but I'm trying to stay right there on that narrow question. Should we vote or should we not vote? Because here's what I'm going to do since I have a lot of grandchildren stuff. I'm going to put boots on the ground. I'm going into the, the, you know, the neighborhood, the community, my community, and just do this and compel them to say, we're in, a, we're in this game called democracy, capitalism. So we got to go into boots on the ground would be the best thing. I'm going into, I'm going to put my boots on the ground and I'm going over there where nobody else goes, where everybody's scared to go in, in the projects or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. I'm going over there. 
explain to young people, this is probably our last time. If we don't do it this time, if we don't pull up with doctor without with a Okay, uh, but but you still haven't kind of like answered my question because I need to move to these other callers. Could you one more? Go ahead. Vote or not vote? Well, vote, but vote for somebody who's going to help you out, not everybody else. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for your call. Uh, who do we have next, Pierre? And next, uh, we have Mike on uh, line one. Good morning, Mike. Hello. Good morning. Hello, how y'all doing? We're doing. All right. Uh, just, uh, yeah, we should vote, you know. Uh, we should vote intelligently. We shouldn't just vote just to be voting. Mm-hmm. You know? And voting and never getting nothing, you know, makes you a fool, you know. Yeah. Now, what do you mean by vote intelligently? Can you drill down on that a little bit? Well, we want to vote, you know, what's best for our interest. Okay. You know, why should we be voting and other races get stuff and we don't? You know, we need a black crime law, you know. I mean, the Asians got them one and hell, they don't vote democratically. You it's, know. Uh, I'm not quite familiar when you say black crime law. What does that mean? We need a black hate crime law just like what the Asians got. Okay, so you talking about the George Floyd bill or something like that, or is that what you kind of leaning toward? Or? I'm not talking about no George No, I'm not talking about the George Floyd deal. I'm talking about a black hate. The Asians got them an Asian and Pacific Islander mm-hmm. hate crime bill. Okay. You know, someone went in there and shot a couple of Asians in a, in a salon or somewhere out here, and overnight they got them a bill. Okay. You know. So they, so so you want a bill that's the that's equivalent to what they have. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they don't hear about vote <laughs> democratically like black people. They a lot of them vote Republican. Okay, so what do you think that they're doing that African Americans are not? Well, uh, they not voting, you know, for a bunch of uh, 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 for a, a Democratic Party, you know, and not getting nothing, you know. Well, how do they get? How do they get this bill? Well, they got economic power. Ah, uh, they have economic power. They got economic power. We don't. You know, they had however many in Dr. Claude Anderson books. You know, however many China towns and Asian towns and Korea towns and all that stuff that they had throughout the country. Mm-hmm. You know, none of them was bombed and destroyed. Just ah, like so they were allowed to accumulate wealth. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, just like our so-called, you know, Black Wall Street. Okay, you know? okay. None of them was ever attacked, you know. Okay. And, 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 you know, so, I mean, Dr. Claude Anderson, he said we ought to see how many votes that black Americans, he don't do African Americans. He do black Americans. So we ought to see how many votes that we have, that black Americans have in the United States, mm-hmm. put them in a block, and mm-hmm. go to one of these clowns and say, okay, what you going to do for us? Not for midgets, not for humpbacks, not for... What is you going to do for us black people in order to obtain our vote and see what answer they have? Okay. Now, nothing is guaranteed. You know, I can tell you I'm going to do everything for you and do nothing after you done voted me in office. Mm-hmm. But you Not unprecedented. 
Yeah, I don't ever see. I, I, I rarely see, you know, politicians that are run and get elected and don't want to be elected again. Yeah, that's pretty much accurate. You know, and I think, I mean, you know, of course, yeah, we need to vote. You know, but like he said, you know, we've been voting since whatever the, the, the Voting Rights Act. You know, yeah, the 1963s black, and 1968s. Mm-hmm. Why don't none of these black politicians ever, you know, come up with a bill? Why does it have to be renewed every so many years? What other race, you know, has to be, what other race has a, a bill that has to be renewed for them to vote every 10 years or 15 years? Now, I don't think that the Civil Rights Act or the Voting Rights Act is is uh, ethnicity restricted. It's it covers all races. So that's, I, I'm not a legal person, I'm a computer guy. But uh, I think that that's why through the you know judicial, the legislative process rather, it has to be renewed because of the way it was enacted. But it is not restricted just to black folks. So, yeah, but it okay. was, wasn't black people the only ones restricted from voting when it was passed? Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't never see any kind of campaign from the mm-hmm. Mexican community, from the Asian community, of them pushing, you know, to get out and vote. Mm-hmm. Are they trying to take our right to vote? It's mm-hmm. only been black folks. Uh, I am not sure, but I do recall seeing some documentaries concerning Latino uh, Jim Crow. They have their own uh, ethnic terminology for that. And if some of our listeners in the Latin community could call in, because I distinctly remember seeing a picture of LBJ when he was uh, fresh out of college. He was teaching at a Latino school, and you could see the abject poverty. And so I don't know the exact terminology for it in, from the Latino perspective, but they did have some problems uh, as far as, uh, you know, civil rights and equality. And so. One time mm-hmm. in the beginning, at mm-hmm. one time years ago, everybody did, you know. Right, during but that I, era. Mm-hmm. But one last thing, you know, I'm going to get off the line. I got all five of Dr. Claude Anderson's books in front of me, Black Labor, you know, Powernomics. A black history reader, Dirty Little Secrets 1, Dirty Little Secrets 2. Don't you know I'm reading these books for the second time? <laughs> Where an African-American is not, in, is not in neither one of them. Well, you know, he has his a right to use his own, uh, I guess, designation for what he wants black. to call, you know, black people. But um, African-American turns, turns the people, uh, descendants out of slavery turns them into immigrants. That's what African that's what the word African American does. Okay. All right. So thank you very much for your call and comment. That frees up the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Uh who do we have next Pierre? And we have uh, James uh, on uh, line four. James? Yes. Good morning James. Good morning James. Uh, good morning Leon um, How you doing this morning? You still there? <laughs> but uh, talking about the vote, the vote is just one part of the process. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you vote, you need to spend money to help your candidates 
You need to organize your friends. You need to uh, get in the street and demonstrate. Uh, you need to spend money with those who think like you. Uh, it's just one part of the process. Uh-huh. And a lot of people forget that. And, uh, you know, like if you just vote for somebody and just let them go do what, whatever they want to do, uh-huh. uh, you, you're not uh, implementing the things that are, are going to help you. You're not, uh, you're not helping yourself. Uh-huh. You can't just you can't just vote and, and just let them go. You got to vote and ride their back and make sure they know what you want done. And that brings me to the situation here in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our mayor has uh, put on a mask and got elected. And uh-huh. then when he got in office, he took off the mask and became something else. That's uh, deception. That's uh, lying. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people should not just let him go. We need a recall election. Okay. And I'm hoping that uh, there will be a, a functional and, and useful uh, uh, recall election that works and brings a little bit of democracy to the people here in the city of Dallas. Okay. All right. Did his job. Huh? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Do you, do you have uh, any idea how that's supposed to be put together? Well, I'm not an expert on that process, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there are people who are, and um, I want to hear too. I, I know it's a, it's because it's um, you got to remember the last uh, recall election I believe was with Laura Millen. She was uh, had three recall elections, and and they were not successful. Ah, uh, so okay. A lot goes into the process. It's not just something easy, but it needs to be done. Okay, because uh, otherwise we are just letting. That may uh, just go willy-nilly. Okay. So anyway, I just want, just want to make that comment. I'm going to get off the line and listen to uh, the callers. So, yes, you're saying that it's not unprecedented. And during the Laura Miller administration, when I had first gotten to Dallas, uh, she was, uh, there were three recall uh, attempts. Right. Okay. And all of them failed. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for taking my call. Thank you for your call and comment. That frees up a line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, Pierre? We have a city council, uh, Casey Thomas, on uh, line two. Good morning, Councilman Emeritus. Morning, Leon. How you? Good morning, Leon. How you doing? Uh, well, I'm going to keep doing as long as the good Lord allows me. Well, that's a great thing. Hey, I was calling to let the listeners know, the community know, if they hadn't heard, expect to see you this morning at Paul Quinn. We're having our annual African-American Leadership Institute Summit this morning at Paul Quinn. We're starting at 8.30. We have several excellent breakout sessions uh, on topics from economic development with the equity lens, housing, uh, civic engagement, health care. I'll be facilitating once again the civic engagement session. It's always a hot kind of discussion that we have. We know there's an election coming up uh, next year. Actually, we have uh, amendments that are going to be on the ballot in November, constitutional amendments. But the big election is next year. And so our title for that session is Black Votes Matter, What's in Store for 2024? Okay. uh, We have have, uh, Pastor and President of Operation uh, uh, Bush, Dr. Reverend Freddie Haynes is going to be our opening speaker. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have an afternoon session 
with uh, with the sheriff to kind of talk about what's going on as it relates to jails and other issues. So it's going to be a great, great event. It's free. All you have to do is show up. Paul Quinn College starts this morning, 8.30, and it ends about 1 o'clock. Give you an opportunity to get home, change clothes, and get over to the Grandla TV game <laughs> if you're planning on going. Okay. Uh, uh, Councilman Meritus, let me ask you a, a, a quick question, and I don't want I don't want to. I don't want people to mischaracterize what I'm getting ready to ask. The previous caller mentioned something about the ability to recall a an elected official. Do you have any insight on what that process involves, or have you? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it depends on what municipality. It depends upon. And if you refer specifically to Dallas, it also depends upon what particular position. If it's a mayor, for example, it takes 15% of those who are registered to vote in that municipal election. I think it's around 650,000 people. So 15% of that, that's required of a signature. You have to get signatures, 15% of the, that number to sign a petition. And you have 60 days from the day that you're given the petition to get those turned in. Council members, I think it's based on the number of registered voters in that particular district. But the mayor is the number of registered voters across the city. It has to be at least 15%. Okay. So it has to be a petition drive. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else you'd like to say? Well, just want to encourage everyone to come on out this morning. We often talk about what's not being done and things of that nature. Well, this opportunity for us not just to talk about it, but to be about it. So at the conclusion of this Institute Summit, we're going to have a series of follow-up sessions. That's the one thing I hear a lot about. We have great conversations, but then we don't hear anything until a year later. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be the case. As a matter of fact, uh, our civic engagement follow-up is going to be a Shelby reading hosted by Our Voters, Our Voice, and the Legal Defense Fund in Dallas NAACP. And Shelby teaching. Shelby is that Supreme Court case that gutted the Voting Rights Act. Oh, okay. It's the 10th year anniversary mm-hmm. of the Shelby court ruling. And so the Legal Defense Fund is having these teachings all over the country to see what has been the effect of that Supreme Court ruling over the past 10 years. It's going to be on October 16th, 6.30 p.m. at Paul Quinn College. I'll get you more information between now and then. But we don't want to wait a lot of time after we have our first summit, after we have this summit, to follow up with our conversations on what's happening next. So uh, definitely come on out this morning. Once again, we have Connell Breakfast, uh, free of charge, and then we're going to have food trucks, black-owned food trucks, so we can practice economic development, supporting our black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. That's going to be around the noon break, and then we'll close out with a session with uh, with our sheriff, Sheriff Brown, uh, from about 12.30 to 1.30. So come on out. Civic uh, engagement starts at 10.30. First call is 9 o'clock. It's on DEI, and the attack on DEI. In the West, the state board member Aisha Davis are going to co-facilitate and moderate that session. So come on out. Let's uh, have our voice heard. Let's get informed. And then let's take the next step, which is some type of action 
to overcome the attack, or I like to say the backlash that's occurring here in this country <laughs> and in this state in particular. Uh, before you go, uh, uh, Councilman Emeritus, a couple of things. Can you use your influence to get your successor to call in and talk to us concerning his vision for for District 8? We would love to hear that. Actually, District 3. I'm sorry. Me and him had a, sorry. Yeah, me and him had a conversation just recently. He's in the process of finalizing his, his plan for the, for the district continue to work. And that's District and 3, my faux pas. Mm -hmm. District 3. Mm -hmm. yeah, Sorry absolutely. about that. And, no problem. And once he once he, once he uh, has that together, he presents it to his neighborhood leader, uh, then he'll be glad to uh, have a conversation with the community about his plan to move District 3 to the 8th level. All right. And secondly and finally, uh, uh -huh. you mentioned DEI. Yeah. Uh, can you give uh, your uh, 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 opinion of the thing that's mm -hmm. going on in Atlanta? where uh, the same gentleman that uh, initiated the uh, attack on affirmative action is attacking some African-American women who were trying to fund black businesses. Are you familiar with that? Absolutely. Uh, Edward Bloom, and, and, and people need to know that name. They need to know that name and know it well so when they see it, they know what's coming. He's been working for years on trying to reverse all the all the efforts that have brought about diversity across this country. And so he has now decided that, okay, he got his win in the Supreme Court. Now he wants to get his win. Uh, he got his win at the university, college university level. Now he decided he wants to get his win in corporate America. And so we're not going to stand for that. Uh, those sisters uh, stood strong, and fortunately, that case uh, was dismissed. They were able to have a strong legal defense, and that fund that they have set aside is specifically to give uh, grants, $20,000, $25,000 grants to women of color-owned businesses and African-American women-owned businesses in particular. So we can't stand for that. We got to take action. Thank you, Leon, and hope to see you at 8.30 this morning. Well, thank you, uh, Councilman Emeritus, uh, for maintaining uh, a presence uh, that you still have in this community. And that's time for a break. At 972-647-1893, KNON, the voice of the people, the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information and Open Forum. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. And we're back with more church information. Open forum on KNON 89.3 FM, KNON.org. If you're streaming, 972-647-1893 is the number. And who do we have next, Pierre? And we have Bill on uh, line three. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Leon. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing. We're doing it. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I agree with a couple of gentlemen, uh, a couple of callers ago. You know, we're talking about uh, our, how important our vote is uh, for uh, uh, people that uh, are going to uh, address our needs and whatnot as far as uh, that's concerned. But uh, my opinion is that 
we should have. I don't know if it would this if this will ever happen. Probably won't. But who knows? Uh, term limits on uh, nobody should be a lifetime appointment from from Supreme Court justices to to, to you know mm-hmm. all these politicians and whatnot. And we should have term limits, right? Mm-hmm. You know. It, it, this would solve a lot of the problem because most of these people, you know, they, they get elected in office and whatnot. You know, they, they don't, after a few years, the uh, big corporations and whatnot, big money corrupt. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, eventually they become lifetime senators, lifetime congressmen, you know, and, in, and especially, you know, in lifetime appointments in the Supreme Court. Right. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the biggest joke of ever, you know, just uh, any lifetime appointments, I, I'm just, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. At all, I just you know our vote is important, but I don't I don't know if these people will vote against their own best interest. Exactly, exactly. stay in office. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know not. What the solution is or whatnot, but that, that would solve ninety nine percent of the problems that we have. You know. Yeah. Now, that's that idea has been out there for quite a while, and oh, you know uh, there's a lot of support for it, but unfortunately. The reality is you have a Republican Party who is, as you just said, they're not going to vote against their own interests. Exactly. And they, and they gerrymander and, and whatnot. And now they've, they've, they've perfected that, that, you know, redistricting and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, to, to mm-hmm. keep themselves in office. Right. You know, they, they, they've attacked the problem, you know, and we just, uh, as, as regular, you know, mostly Democratic voters, uh, you know, get uh, we don't get any representation. Right. We don't. You know, they they've got it all. I just they've cornered cornered the market on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, let me let me ask you a question before you go. Uh, what is your recollection of how Latino culture was uh, functioning during uh, civil rights uh, during the civil rights era and uh, the Jim Crow era. Can you? Do you have any insight on that? Well, see, I, I'm a Mexican American, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I, I see I, I see things from both ends. I see from 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 uh, 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 Mexican people that, that were born here, mm-hmm. whatnot, indigenous people, right? That were born here, and I see the other side, the people that would that uh, my people that would come over here and, and want a better life, also. Mm-hmm. You know, I see. In, and there is a, they treated us differently. They still do. Oh. They treat us differently. Okay. And we, we, we actually rode the coattails of black Americans, civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's the way I see it. Okay. We rode their coattails and whatnot, but we never stood up as far as, you know, we've never, we, we've uh, never, oh, how can I say it? Say it. With our, with, with our brothers, you know, black brothers and sisters, you know, and, uh, and then to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, to uni- unify ourselves, they okay. always, uh, and that's the biggest problem I have sometimes with with, with my with my people and whatnot. Are try to convince them that that we should fight the fight, right? To unite with with, with, with Black America to, to fight the same the same fight because it's the same fight, right? We just uh, get uh, bamboozled and get our eyes, you know. They, they separate us. White America separates us, you know, for to try to try to. Uh, Oh, to try to use us and then actually try to convince us that we're white also. We're not. We mm. never will be. Okay. You know, we're, we're closer related to, to black America than anything else. Okay. You know, for that matter. 
and that's my biggest fight. I, I, you don't know how many times, even family members, I have this argument with. Mm-hmm. The, I just, you know, and I just get get upset, you know, because they don't, you know. I said this, <laughs> Black America. This is where you come from. This, this, they fought for us, right? And whatnot. Everything you have is because they stood out there and died, bled for for, for the rights that you have now, right? That everybody can enjoy. So everybody can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's hard to convince. And there's a lot. There's a lot of us that, that know this. So you know that. You know, hopefully, young people, uh, younger people than myself, uh, realize this and join the fight. And because it is a fight, it's a constant battle, constant fight. Right. Never end. We were all together as one. We were. It would just be tremendous. Right. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have the, the, the half the problems we have nowadays with the with the way our rights and whatnot are trampled on right. you know, by the Republican Party. Right. You know? mm-hmm. They pit us against each other is the strategy. Yeah, they pit us against each other, exactly. They pit us against each other and, and uh, even when, especially when we're elected to office or not to a congressional office or a senator, senate office or whatnot or, or even here, uh, local politics or whatnot, you know, it, it, they, they separate us ultimately. They separate us just like, like the mayor, uh, our mayor. You know, it's just, uh, I don't know. The recall election is a good idea, as far as I'm concerned. You know, but, how, you know, I just, uh, uh, we would just have to find out how we start a petition. Okay, well. That, that, that's, that's, that's my question out there. How do we start the petition and get out there and, and, and start uh, uh, pounding the streets and whatnot? Because m- most of the people, you know, a lot of people are ignorant to this. They, mm-hmm. they don't know. A lot of people don't pay attention, and they didn't know he, he come out and he turned. Uh, he just used uh, a, a democratic. Uh, uh, he just used our uh, our vote to, right. to get in office. Right. But anyway, Leon, I won't take up much more of your time. I appreciate it. Hopefully, Pastor Bre- Pastor Barnett rushes back. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your call and comment. And uh, who do we have next, Pierre? I think we have time for one more call for the hour. Uh, yeah, we have a Sandra on the line one. Good morning, Sandra. Yes, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, last week you told us that this top of the hour we were going to discuss the recall effort. And I think I've heard only one person talk about the recall uh, effort of the mayor. And this would have been a perfect opportunity, but now you should already have what the number of signatures is going to take. I mean, this has been going on for um, almost almost two weeks now. And so it should already be established what you've got to do so that you can galvanize. This Wednesday, for the first time, a black person was the chairperson of the Democratic Party. And he went to City Hall and asked the mayor to step down. That was taking an action that blacks have never done in the Democratic Party in Dallas County. It was phenomenal for him to do that. And yet, we've got to keep it going. One of the reasons why um, what was successful in the Laura Miller is that it was constantly being talked about. It was constantly been, it was at every barbershop, every grocery store, everywhere you went to, you had- uh, Can I ask you a question? Have yes. You said the, the, the recall was successful 
in regards to Laura Miller? Is that is that what you said? I said one of the successes of the Laura Miller. It did not have enough signatures. And then secondly, when they finally got it down, um, the blacks on the city council went and asked the ministers to stand down, to stand down, because Laura Miller was threatening to turn the turn state evidence against Don Hill, if they recalled her. So you've got to have people... I'm sorry, sir? I'm not familiar with that. I was not living in Dallas at that time. Yes, that's exactly what happened. They had, first of all, and see, the thing is, history repeats itself. We have got to go back and, and study what uh, what was successful, what was bad, what was good about the last recall effort so that this time we don't have to make the same mistakes. You have nine different factions out here who are doing recall petitions. Three of them have websites up. Three of them have websites up. Okay. Asking you, uh, uh, asking you to, to volunteer. My understanding, they're going to need about seventy-three, seventy-five thousand uh, signatures. You want to try to get at least twenty-five percent more than that. So let's say a hundred thousand signatures. But if you have nine different people out here doing the doing the petition, it's not going to work. Right, it's too, so, fragmented, too fragmented, okay? I see that point. Too fragmented. And so, yeah, because you see, each petition, each organizer of a petition, only their petition counts. You see, so it's mm-hmm. not like if, if you have nine different factions. So uh, yesterday I emailed all of the factions that I was aware of and asked them to please consolidate, if nothing else, uh, you know, the language that goes in a petition is very sharp and sweet, okay? Not, not can't, can't doubt it because you've got to uh, hurry up and get the signatures or people will say they don't have time. They don't have time to do it. So, uh, so it's got to be short and sweet. So what you do is that you form a common petition that let each of the factions sign the petition certifies that with the city of Dallas and all of y'all use the same petitions. Mm-hmm. Even though you're going to have volunteers and different volunteers want to go different places and, and you command your team but to have a common petition. So I didn't hear uh, a word from them. And today you're having a leadership summit. Casey did not mention one thing about the um, recall effort. And okay, let me, let me, ma'am, ma'am, let me, let me, let me. <clears throat> I don't know whether it was Casey's obligation to mention the petitions. I asked Casey what the process was. Now you're coming on and you're adding in, filling in gaps that uh, were there to inform our listeners of the process okay mm-hmm. so that's what we're gonna do okay so, so but we're not gonna like you know what somebody should have did or why they're not doing it okay so oh, uh, it's sir, the top why, of the hour why are you letting Casey off the hook 
Ma'am? Why are you letting him Ma'am, hook? Ma'am, Casey, Casey's not on a hook, okay? Well, Casey is a, is a caller just like you are, and he said yes, what he said, he and now you're saying what you said. Uh, if he's going to announce a leadership summit, I said that the leadership summit should also include what the people want to see happen. Leadership is supposed to come from the grassroots up. The people are supposed to dictate what they uh, want. Are you, are you going to the summit, ma'am? Officials do it. Are you going to the Are you going to the summit? I just heard about it. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, I just heard about it. I, I don't. I don't want to uh, make it seem as if you know I'm beating Casey over the head because he didn't do something the way I thought he should do it. He did something, and you're doing something. So together. We're going to move forward, okay? And that clears Thank the line. Thank you very much. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. It's time for our eight o'clock break. On more, and we'll come back with more church information, open forum on KNON, the voice of the people, the most powerful show on the radio. You're listening to KNON eighty nine point three FM in Dallas and Fort Worth, the voice of the people. In the mid-1800s, a new political party flared up in America, posing as an alternative to both the Democratic and Republican parties. Xenophobic and nativist, it was extremely secretive about its specific structure, motive, and agenda. Indeed, members were instructed to say, I know nothing, when asked about details. Thus, it was quickly dubbed the Know Nothing Party. In 1856, it nominated Millard Fillmore as its presidential nominee, but he was reticent to talk about the party and even unwilling to proclaim that he was a member. He lost, and the know-nothing soon withered. But now, here comes another alternative party with secretive motives and backers. Labeling themselves no labels, this group ought to be named the Nothing Party, for it offers nothing of substance to voters. Its so-called common-sense agenda is fluffier than cotton candy, yet it's trying to run a third-party candidate in next year's presidential race. Why? Follow the money. That's not easy to do, though, for this gaggle of conservative corporatists slyly incorporated as a nonprofit social welfare outfit, a deceit that lets it hide the names of its political funders from the public. The New Republic, however, got records revealing that no labels is a fat cat front with Texas billionaire Republican Harlan Crow leading the way. Who? Crow is the political patron who has secretly been lavishing luxury gifts and cash on Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, who in turn has embraced Crow's plutocratic positions in court cases. This is Jim Hightower saying that same plutocratic agenda appears to be fueling no labels third-party presidential push for these rich politicos know that a milquetoast spoiler candidate would most likely draw independent moderates from Joe Biden, giving Crow and company another GOP corporate presidency. It's a cynical game, but that's how they play it. And we're back for our second hour of the most powerful show on the radio. Church Information Open Forum on KNON 89.3 FM on your radio dial or knon.org if you are streaming. Uh, again, we want to wish Reverend Barnett the best and we want to ask you, ladies and gentlemen, to send in your cards 
and I understand that, you know, the callers are going to talk about what they want to talk about, and that's what this show is about. It's an open forum. But I wanted to kind of, from my perspective, talk about how sports influences society. Okay? And we talked about Colin Kaepernick. And he knelt down because he felt that police abuse of force was not seriously uh, addressed in society. And he used his NFL platform to uh, try to bring light to it. And of course, he was blacklisted. And he, and you know, the, 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 the status quo, the owners, the whatever, said that we know we're gonna teach this boy a lesson. He's not gonna be able to, you know, we're gonna teach you to shut up and dribble. And then, you have Dion. Uh, well, you know, he's a lightning rod. <laughs> but I can remember when Dion first uh, got drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. And they didn't pay him what the slotted uh, rookie salary was. And he said, you got to pay me what I'm worth according to what the previous player got. And so he held out. And one of the guys that was a sports commenter came on the radio and said, well, if the boy don't want the money, tell him to go somewhere else. <laughs> All right, you got blindside. Well, these folks sit there adopting this, this, this young man and they're gonna take care of him. And he just happens to be a, a big football player and he makes millions and all of a sudden he finds out that, well, you didn't adopt me, you just got rights to my money. Okay, uh, all these are societal issues. Uh, Vicky Johnson, black coach on a short leash. You can build up the team, Tony Dungy like, Mark Jackson like. Then all of a sudden, when things look like they get ready to go over the top, you're out the door. Okay, so if you think about, let's say Jesse Owens, influence society. Jackie Robinson, Influence Society. Muhammad Ali, Influence Society. All these are athletes. And people try to say, oh, it's just sports and games. and But because of the high-profile status of these athletes, they, they impact society. People start talking about them. People are thinking about them. And when they take a stand for social justice and human rights, it has an impact. So uh, we don't want to like minimize their 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 effect, and in, in, in most of the instances they're African American men. So uh, you, you you're seeing us you know something that's productive, not your stereotype. Oh, he's a criminal. Oh, he's not uh, a good father. Oh, he's not this. He's not that. These are high profile guys. And people pay millions of dollars to see them, and they generate millions of dollars of wealth for their owners. So I just want you guys to keep that in mind. Okay, who do we have, uh, Pierre? And the Concerned Citizen is on the line two. All right, good morning, Concerned Citizen. Well, morning, I'm uh, David. Okay, can you speak a little louder? 
something happened. He's there. Okay. Can you hear us? You're on. Hello. Can Yes. Go ahead. You're on. Mm, technical problems? Hello. Okay, we hear you. Hey, Leon. Uh, I respect a good or grand rising to you. What did you say? I said grand rising to you. Grand rising. Okay. <laughs> okay, now yes, I got you. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. How you doing? So, uh, great, great. Out of respect to your topic, and I had, I wanted to educate you all on the mayor's race. Uh, but before I do that, I want to... Okay, what did you, you want You want to educate what? You old heads. What do you mean by old heads? You know, because the majority of y'all are like 85 or older, so... Okay, so but what I'm saying is I'm not 85 or older. Okay, I said majority. Majority. Okay, well, well why would you... I mean, hold on a second. Let, let, let's, 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 let's clear this let up right now. No, 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 no. You're not going to get to the point until I get to my point. Okay. We don't cast aspersions on people in that manner, okay? Just say what you need to say and move on, okay? Well, let me just get to the point. Okay, go right ahead. First of all, I, I am not for recalling the mayor. We should have recalled him when we first started, but let me just educate you on first of all, in case not saying you, since you didn't, all your feathers are ruffled already. I don't have feathers. I don't have feathers, sir. Well, whatever you got, whatever. So, um... I mean, it's easy for you to say that, you know, when you're 100 miles away. (laughs) No, I'm probably closer than you know. Okay. (laughs) All right. Anyway, so... To recall the mayor, because... Well, let's just first start out before the mayor was the mayor. He was a state representative. He came in as a state representative under the Democratic Party. We most of us know that, okay. But what we probably don't know is that when he ran for mayor, he did not run for mayor. Mayor is a nonpartisan position. Mm-hmm. It is not Democrat. It is not Republican. So for us to be out for for those that are all upset because he decided to change parties, he did not. Okay, let me let me stop you right there. You say he decided to change parties. Is that the word you used? That is the word I use. Okay. So what does the word change mean? He went for one, he went for one, what change means to do something different. Okay. So he was one thing and then he went to something else. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Thank you very much. Go on. So he decided to do something else and everybody's in the uproar because he decided to do something else. I don't think he bamboozled anybody. I think it was what it was and he has every right to do that. However, Leon, I know for a fact, because I've seen you, you went down to the council, and you've spoken to the council, and I think, in my opinion, we should have been recalling him when he allowed us to come down, take off from work, speak to them, and all he did was say is thank you. I think that etiquette should have been something we should have been interested in recalling. But I have a question for you. Because I've heard you say many day, many weeks that you have a PhD. Can you tell me why the, why black people are so in love with the Democratic Party? Why, why, why are we so in bed with the Democratic Party that has done nothing for us? We don't want to recall <laughs> President Obama when he did nothing for us. Why are we so caught up with 
recalling a man because he decides he wants to change his affiliation. Okay, you want me to answer? I do. Okay. Now, in this system of government that we have presently with us, there are two major parties, correct? There's a Republican Party and there's a Democratic Party, right? Okay. Now, as a voter, as voters, African Americans have to make a choice between either of the two. They don't have a third that's a viable option that is going to uh, support their ideologies. So you have on one hand, the Republican Party, whose representatives say, we don't believe in diversity, equity, inclusion. We don't uh, support affirmative action. Uh, we label history uh, critical race theory. Uh, black athletes are SOBs. And black countries are SOBs. That's done? No. I, I, you gave a definition of what they say you should be doing and how they feel, but I don't believe in that. I agree that there are some uh, issues on both parties, but I think everybody has the right to vote for whomever and however they want to. Mm -hmm. So when you do. You talk about voting, I've heard you all morning talk about with the callers that people should vote, and I think voting is a tool. But black people have used, uh, people of color, whatever y'all want to call them, have used that as the the, the, the serve all for all. And, and, and as I've heard a couple of callers say, and I agree with, I've heard any, I've, we're the only nationality that comes on radio or whatever and cry about our situation. Nobody. Now, what do you, what do you, what is your, what do you, what do you mean by cry? Do you, are you saying that we're we tears falling out of our eyes or what? We look. This is not. I'm not trying to educate you on how you need to talk or what I need to say. This is. I didn't know that. I thought that's what you were trying. I thought that was what your objective was. No, you just no, said no, no, you no, wanted no, to educate no. me when you started. Well, when you, you started, know, you I said old oh, heads, and we let me let me educate you old heads. Now you're saying you're not want to educate me. I'm saying, but you're. <laughs> I'm confused. You're an English teacher. I'm not an English teacher. No, I'm a computer person. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not an English okay. person. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So we're not going to translate each other's character. What we're going to do is, like I said, and I probably shouldn't have said what I said, but I said it in a joking manner, but I see you took it and you want to fly with it. Why well, fly with you? But let me just say this. I've heard many people, I've heard people this morning call in, they're upset with the mayor because the but mayor... But what you have to understand is they have a right to be upset with him just like he has a right to switch parties. Exactly. I okay. So that's that. So that's Again, you know the way it is. Moving on to a process, we talk about a process of folks uh, uh, want what well, people want to uh, uh, stand up for their right, but yet we we run to these forms like there's going to be ones today. They're going to do a bunch of talking. They're going to do a bunch of impressing folks with their, their verbiage and this that and that. At the end of the day. There's not going to be any action. 
I've been doing this for sixty plus years. So okay, I'm well, doing. what is your what is your solution for that uh, My inaction? Is we need to pull, We need to wake up, realize who we are, mm-hmm. and we need to we need to start trying to help each other. Okay, and, and for example, right now, for example, how do we help each other? Like when you call me, I mean, no, I'm sorry. When you tell us that we need to step up and we need to do something, then why don't you give us the steps on how we need to do it, as opposed to just saying this is what we need to do? Okay, what for example, when, what what are you talking about? I mean, you I'm, well, can you I'm talk in specifics? Example, like last week, you okay, man, come on, talk about how. I heard you tell someone they need to go back and get research the numbers. When you had a presenter that came from the city of Dallas that didn't even know the numbers, you allowed him to present to our seniors something that they couldn't even afford, but he didn't come prepared to give us the numbers. That he did give you numbers. Okay. No, he didn't. All right. No, he so did I tell you what, we, we got other callers waiting, and uh, if you want to, you can go back and you can... Re, uh, re, listen at the replay of last week's show on the website, and then anybody who wants to, you know, do that, you can. But we got to take a short break on church information on an open forum on KNON eighty nine point three FM, the voice of the people. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Here we go. Well. And we're back with more church information open forum on KNON 89.3 FM, the most powerful show on the radio. 972-647-1893 is the number. And let's go back to the callers. Who do we have, Pierre? Um, we have David on line, uh, no, Malcolm Robinson on line uh, four. The Barrister. Yes. Attorney Robinson, good morning. Yes, good morning. Uh, who is this? All right, I think we, we just lost uh, we, Attorney Robinson. Something got crisscrossed. So, yeah. so we have uh, David on uh, line three. All right, David, is that you? Oh, hi. Hey, um, I heard that previous caller, and he was kind of confusing them. Um, it's funny, uh, I, I think of the Republicans now as the bait and switch party. <laughs> Uh, And when you think about that in, uh, what was it, like 1846, 1848, the Republican Party got started as the anti-slavery party. Right. And now they are about as close to getting back to slavery as you can get. Right. So uh, if I remember right, like 50 years ago when Richard Nixon was caught with Watergate, Mm -hmm. he was begging, yeah, he was begging for alliances. And so he started making deals with the Klan, making deals with Nazis, mm. making deals with the most corrupt people in the world to save his skin from Watergate. Mm. And the Republican Party uh, quickly became like the fodder ground. You know, they were like the money washing uh, uh, party. And um, were you listening at the top of the hour to Jim, Jim Hightower's uh, piece about Harlan Crow? No, I think I, I had to step out to the restroom then. Well, you know, Harlan Crow's the guy that's trying to buy Clarence Thomas. Right, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, and I, I make that illusion like he was a slave, you know, because here's Harlan Crow, you know, is buying Supreme Court justices. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and they have to dance to his tune or they don't get invited on the next quarter billion dollar oh. surprise party or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and, and so this idea that, um, you know, now you, Texas is stuck with Harlan Crow plus uh, Ken Paxton. Mm-hmm. And imagine the credit rating of Texas. <laughs> uh, unfortunately... Uh, whenever those people go to the gas pump, uh, Texas is all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. Or you mean to the trough? We will. Is that more like what you're thinking of? The, when they go to the trough to scrape up some of the more tax dollars? It's funny, you know. They're always talking about welfare cheats. Even mm-hmm. a guy like Te- Ken Paxton, wasn't he trying to put like a multi-million-dollar lawsuit on the taxpayers' back? Yes, mm-hmm. he and wanted you, he wanted to pay he wanted to settle with taxpayer money uh, from the whistleblowers who originally uh, complained about his abuse of office, and he wanted to settle with them, and he wanted to use taxpayer dollars. Oh, I thought maybe I'm thinking of the mistress money. Uh, no, that's part of that? it. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, okay. So it was whistleblowers <laughs> and mistress. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't catch. It. But you talk about a welfare cheat. You know, you know, yeah. mother with two children, uh, they want to starve her, but they'll allow him to take more money for paying off his mistress and whistleblower crimes uh, than, uh, and, and saddle the taxpayers with it. No, well, they, Robin, they Robin Hood, rob from the poor and give to the rich. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so those guys, you know, they're, they're lying phonies, and the taxpayers of Texas are going to have to take it. Hmm. And when that previous caller was talking about the mayor of Dallas, you know, and you think about a, a bait-and-switch party, it's hmm. a guy who's going to uh, get elected on one platform and then claim that all of a sudden he can, what, start stealing the money? Uh, you know, he can live without, he'll he'll fall back on Ken Paxton to make his crimes clean. It's, you know, if the Attorney General won't take any lawsuits or whistleblower complaints anymore, uh, no, the credit rating of Texas is in the dumps. Mm. And when you think of how much land area Texas has and how much you know, how much he could ruin Ameri- uh, uh, Texas's credit rating. It's amazing, you know, from the agricultural area up near Oklahoma to the oil and gas and the fracking industries and the, you know, the fishing on the uh, Gulf Coast. He, he can cheat and poison uh, mass amounts of people in a friggin' with a stroke of a pen. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so it's just... Uh, it's about time people uh, figured out that this bait and switch party, uh, they're murderers. Mm. And uh, it, one thing I would have to think of, too, you know, you got a lot of people that, uh, like, I, I've been poor in my life, but I can always go around uh, and do a boycott. You know, I can go to the auto dealer place and then say, I'm not buying from him. Well, I wasn't going to buy from him anyway, but (laughs) you go to Harlan Crow, and Harlan Crow has how many properties in Texas? And you say, I'm not going to buy from him. I'm not going to rent from him. Force his prices way down. Come down to $200 a month again. You know? Seriously. (laughs) You know, just do boycotts of these people. They'll starve quick, and they, you know, the whole thing about no honor and thieves, those crooks, uh, they depend on each other to keep their fake games going. 
like hey, you, you caught on uh, like last week where Donald Trump loses his whole business license in the state of New York. Not just the city of New York, but the whole state of New York. He's lost his whole business license. He can't do anything. His credit cards are no good up in that state. Um, you know, everything he owned, he, he's basically, he's locked out of his, what he, his Trump Towers now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and the, the idea that this guy, uh, people like Ken Paxton and maybe this new uh, fake mayor of Dallas, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, if they're riding on, on the fake economics of Donald Trump, well, what's their next fallback position? Hmm. That's an interesting uh, commentary. And thank you very much for your call and comment. Sure. Well, you can be dead broke and still have some power. I guess so. I'm not buying from that guy. (laughs) All right, then. (laughs) Take care. All right, you too. That clears the line, (laughs) 972-647-1893. You know, if you're an African-American and then you support a group that says they are against diversity, equity, and inclusion. What does that make you? Why are you against diversity, equity, and inclusion? And they're talking about, you're talking about you. Are you saying that you don't want to be, you don't want to be included? You don't want equity? You don't want diversity? And you're the person that it's supposed to, I'm I'm confused about that. But, uh, you know, that's not the first time I've been confused. Uh, let's go to the callers, Pierre. <laughs> Who do we have? Uh, we have Mitch on line two. Good morning, Mitch. Good morning. How uh, you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm, we, we're good. We're good. I, I just like to say that, uh, you know, in this country, we do have two parties. If you're mm-hmm. going to vote, Democratic and Republican Party. If you don't vote, then whoever wins or gets in, get in, you put them in. You have to get them in because right. you didn't vote. Mm-hmm. And in America, uh, America is black folks' country, uh, and uh, we need to, you know, like stand up and, and and make a stand. You know, we made stands all through the years, but we can't just sit back and say, "Well, uh, uh, we need to have our own this or that." Well. That's true. We'd like to have all of that. But since we don't have that, we still need to get out there and make the system work for us. Uh, most okay. people, uh, I see it this way. Uh, I'm, when uh, when we vote, we get out there and we march and we do things. Everybody benefits. Mm-hmm. Now, those, the people who don't benefit, a lot of them can just go back to wherever country they come from. Okay. Black folks born in America. Where are you going to go? Everybody say Africa. Yeah, you can go there. But, you know, you don't even have a feel of attachment. Right. You can make one once you get there. But we're in America. We, we slave through this country. We, we built it up. We did all of that. So we still stand in and, and make our stand here. You know, uh, somebody come up and say, well, I don't see why we should vote. Well, I'll tell you what. If we hadn't voted in the past, those who did vote, you still have colored only bathroom mm-hmm. you couldn't eat it Wal- uh, Whataburger or mm-hmm. Walmart you, you couldn't go in there mm-hmm. you know so things like that and movements like that 
It's what got us where we are today, and people right. should be grateful and thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Now, now you're going to have a lot of people riding on your coattail, because like I said, uh, a lot of the other races, uh, they can just turn around and go back to where they come from. Right. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? And since you've got nowhere to go and you can't, they can't answer that question where they will go, they need to get out there and just take a part and vote uh, uh, for the lesser of the two evils. That's right. what it amounts to. And in addition to that, uh, this country owes descendants of slaves for what their ancestors did. And the Absolutely. foundation that this country uh, is sitting on, the, the trillions of dollars yes. that, uh, that African Americans have generated, or upwards of $100 trillion, Absolutely. the value of this, this country. And I don't think that we're serious enough about compelling this country to pay us Right. As a professor from Duke University said, uh, the $350,000 per descendant of African slaves. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if we got, could compel, would, would compel this country to compensate us, to repair us, a lot of the things that you see happening dysfunctionally in the African-American community probably would not be happening. You, you 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 see what I'm saying? Yes, right. Uh, yeah, and so why would I go out and try to smash and grab a jewelry store and I could just walk in and buy the jewelry? Which is, which brings <laughs> up another thing. Which brings up another thing. My source my source spot here. Did you know that people who come into the country once they uh, come in, immigrants come in, they can change their name to whatever they want? No, I'm wondering where that. Yeah, they can. They oh, give them a choice. Interesting. When they come in, you can change your name to whatever you want. So if you come in and your name, I won't, I won't use your name, whatever your name is, mm-hmm. when you left, when you get here and you become a, a, a citizen, if you have an you ethnic name, name, you can change it to a European-sounding name. Is that absolutely, what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You can do that. Now, the thing that gripes me about that, and a lot of people don't know this either, is that when I go out, they're going to run my, uh, my uh, credit score. Right. Mm-hmm. He don't have a credit score. This mm-hmm. person don't have a credit score. And they use it for jobs. They use it for buying. They use it for everything. But they can't tell you that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I've known people who've gotten jobs and worked like for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And they had to leave. And the people who really hated to see them leave, who was their employer, told them that. They said, well, we'd like to keep you, but because of your credit score, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's sad. That's sad. So we got the credit score against us. That's what we have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's against us. That's against us. And I say us, that's against poor people, you know, black, right. white, whatever. Okay. And then they bring in, a, I said, they don't bring in, let all the people coming across the party and everything mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Uh, these are our new slaves. Mm. Is that what Richard Pryor was saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, Dick Gregg say, well, we're getting power. We're going to get rid of some of us, too. <laughs> Is that what this pride used to call him? But you know, you know what I mean. You yeah, know what he said, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, he said it. He okay, said it. all right, all right. Okay, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate you. All right, we got a half hour left, and I wanted to briefly talk about something else that uh, is sports related. That uh, a lot of people are somewhat overlooking, and I wanted to call, talk about a little bit about the two time. 5A Division One defending champions, South Oak Cliff Golden Bears. Uh, 
Uh, you know, everybody's talking about, well, the Cowboys and then SMU and TCU and all this stuff. And they, you know, they have their own, what can I say? They have their own universe. But the true champions, two-time champions, defending champions, I don't hear too much about them. And when I looked up the rankings, they were down in number eight. Uh, they lost two games to 6A teams and SOC is 5A. Okay. Uh, Coach Todd is one of the greatest coaches in the state. And I just want to let them get a little shine because no team in the history of Dallas Independent School District football has won two consecutive state championships and they deserve some accolades now let's go to the other extreme I hope nobody sends a cruise missile in here but there's an underachieving bunch of guys who get paid a lot of money. <laughs> and they play football. And it seems like we go through this every year. The fans get fired up. And then all of a sudden reality hits. But when we have a team in the middle of the inner city that's winning championships, nobody kind of says nothing. So, since this is the voice of the people, KNN 89.3, we're going to say congratulations for what you've done for the past two years, South Oak Cliff. And we hope that you can do it again. So, let's go back to the, call, to the phones. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, Eddie's on the line four. Good morning, Eddie. It amazes me how ignorant we are. In other words, in the days before social media mm -hmm. and people were going about, they went from door to door, and that's what we must do. Okay. You have to go there. Jimmy Carter proved that when he became president. He went from door to door, and we must do that. Mm -hmm. Yet some of these names we give ourselves as poor people, I am not poor. I was not born poor. Mm -hmm. I was born by the great grace of God okay. in this planet, and it is all very, very rich. People must stop calling themselves poor and depending on anyone. That sham of uh, that uh, attorney general, Republicans <laughs> were not going to condemn that man. Anybody should have known that. <laughs> they put that man there to clear him up, and he has the audacity to say he should get paid. No. We need to go downtown and tell that mayor to get the heaven out of here. <laughs> Because I need the ATLL out of here. Because he is a deceptive person. Yeah, he dishonest. He can get the support of the people. Right. And then he changes his mind. Listen, Hot Wheels and his boys, they hate us. As Michael said, they don't give a D-A-M-N about us. So we should stop fooling ourselves. And we should have harmony, as Ms. Sandra said this morning, and get together. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's absolutely correct. Uh, you know, uh... The reality of it is, is that people 
they just don't seem to want to accept reality. Uh, maybe that's why they voted for Barabbas as opposed to Jesus. <laughs> well, they knew that too. How are you going to vote for a criminal? That was nonsense. <laughs> you know, what they call Mexicans and some Arabs and those people are straight-haired inward. And these uh, now now? Mexicans and Latinos, they don't give a D-A-M-N about them. This white supremacy is all over the planet. That you see young people in Burkina Faso and uh, Niger, they're changing that. And they're kicking the white man from France out of there. And that's what we must do. We must kick this white supremacist out of our mind. You shall know them by their fruits. And the fruits of the leaders of this state is known. So get out there and V-O-T-E. Okay. <laughs> so so what you're saying is colonialism, as they said in the, in the proper word, you said... Uh, expel colonialism and uh, you know I was looking at uh, a picture that's called Australian Gold and it's on a network that you pick up this a broadcast network 8 point something and you know they just walk around in Australia with the wand and it goes beep beep and they just take a little shovel and they find gold nuggets. I said, what? So that's why the Aborigines were kicked out. Uh, uh, we have a cutter. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yes, and so that's why the Aborigines were so unceremoniously swept to the side because the gold was right there on the surface. So this is what uh, colonialism does. It sweeps people, indigenous, off the surface and all the wealth is accumulated, is brought into a European uh, culture. Uh, who do we have, Pierre? Uh, we have uh, James, uh, but just before we, we have to take a break. Okay, and we'll be right back with the most powerful show on the radio, 89.3 FM. Church information open forum. I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it Here we go. Well, it's time to And we're back. And I think this is gonna be our final segment. Uh, so we're gonna see how many calls we can take. And who do we have here? Uh, we have James uh, on line three. All right. Good morning, James. Good morning. Uh, this is James from the Redness Temple Church of God in Christ. 2627 dollars for you to have free food starting at 9 a.m. Okay. And if you don't want some food, come by there. We got it for them waiting on them. All right. Uh, James, you do this regularly. We sure appreciate you doing this and coming on the station announcing it. And give us that address one more time. 2627 Dollars right off of Bear Street. Okay. South Dallas. Okay. Twenty six twenty seven Doris Street. Uh there was yes, a sir. nice looking girl in my high school named Doris. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you for letting us announce it. Oh uh, well thank you for having this event uh, on cons consistently like you do. You've been doing this for a couple of years now? Yes, sir. Uh huh. Yes, yeah, well yes, you sir. do it. You just keep on keeping on because you out there as Rem Barnett says, doing the work. 
We'll pray for Reverend Barnett. Uh, thank you very much. And send him a card. Send him a card. Tell your members to send him some cards. We need some more cards. So we can. I want to dump them on this on this front porch. <laughs> okay, then. All right. Thank you. You too. That's one three one five one. I see the sign now, right here in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right here in front of me. <laughs> what? You, I mean, I can say it again. If <laughs> you want, <laughs> it's one three one five four Coit Road, C O I T Road, Suite two hundred. That was Texas seven five two four zero. All right, now uh, let's see what else can we talk about. Uh, let's see. Um, I forgot to do this. I think they're still asleep because they had a game. Let me see. Hold on a second. Wait. Yeah, they're still asleep. Right, you say his name is Jeff? Yeah, we, we have a Jeff, a Jeff on uh, line uh, two. All right, Jeff, go right ahead. Morning to everyone at the sound of my voice. You know, it's easy to scandalize one another, but, you know, we, we're so easy to complain about things, and we know, the, we know the problem. What we need to do is work on the solution. Let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. This one-year-old girl got shot in front of Fair Park. One year old mm-hmm. having a birthday party. Right. We as African people need to love ourselves, and the Bible says love without works is dead. We need to quit talking about situations and start doing something about it. And if the city police is not going to help us, we need to help ourselves. We got to police our own in our own neighborhood. It's sad, you know, to where when I was growing up, I had to fear the white man, but now I have to fear my own people, and that's sad. Because if I don't feel safe in my own backyard, there's no safety for a black man like me. So we need to stop the killing. We need to we need to educate our young kids to take them guns. It's a myth. All these guns that going to school and stuff, our kids ain't even safe going to school no more. We need to quit talking about what needs to be done and start doing something about it. Okay. Now, <clears throat> we've talked about uh, gun violence on this show before. Uh, I distinctly remember talking about gun violence one Saturday uh, before uh, Rem Barnett had a uh, had his uh, procedure, and about three o'clock that afternoon, a guy shot up the Allen Mall. Remember that, Pierre? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've talked about gun violence before, and nothing changed. Okay, now we're we're fast forwarding to today. Nothing has changed. Uh, so we talk about the proliferation of handguns, long guns, rifles, whatever you want to call them, and at the governmental level, when we try to do something to roll back this overabundance of firearms that have just mushroomed into something that is out of control, uh, we can't get anything through these legislatures, whether it's on the state level or the federal level. 
okay? Because this is, you know, this is K-N-O-N. We call it like we see it. The Republican Party, if we try to bring anything in that's related in any kind of way toward gun control, whether it's background checks or whether it's uh, no assault rifles, assault weapons, uh, no, you can't have banana clips with 150 rounds in it, they stop it, okay? And in fact, they double down and make it easier, okay? So, having said that, what do you think we can do to correct the situation? We have to start loving and respecting each other. The way we, you know, we have to come together and and, and get guns out of our own home. I guess you know. Okay. Something has to be done because innocent people are getting hurt. Happens every day. So, uh, I mean, I understand your your sentiment, but we got to come up with some actual actionable items to actually affect the problem where we can say, well, let's, next week, we didn't have any gun killings. Last week, we had 100 gun killings. What do we do to get from 100 to, to, to zero? We got to have some kind of, what are we going to do? Okay? So, we're going to task everybody in the audience to come up with some solutions. Huh? Okay, one solution is to quit talking about come together and let's go marching into that city hall and let's tell them that if y'all not going to police our community and keep our kids and ourselves mm-hmm. safe, then by golly, we're going to police it ourselves. Just like the Black Panthers came together, mm-hmm. how can we feel that black lives matter and we're killing each other? Okay, so, so your suggestion is we need to organize and go to City Hall and say that we're prepared to self-police. Uh, what's the name of the guys that had the Red Beret? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, the Angels something. Right, Guardian Angels. The Guardian Angels. Mm-hmm. Right. We need to be Guardian Angels. Okay, that's the solution. Because we have to have love and respect for ourselves. And if we're not going to love and respect us, then we got to do it for ourselves. Okay. All right, thank you for your call and comment. Uh, God bless you and everyone. And I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. All right. Thank you. That clears up a line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We've got ten minutes left. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh Trustee White in the line one. Trustee White. Good morning. Good morning. I didn't call to come in on what the gentleman just said, but his key word was coming together, going down to the city hall, and those are some things that we need to do. Okay. I, like I said, I, that's going to be for another time that I'm calling in. But sure. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to call in to remind everybody that we have a special session that is coming up uh, in October, and they're doing everything they can to make sure that this voucher thing is going to come back up in special session. Uh, one of the things that I also would like to mention is that that is something else we need to do. We need to contact our representatives. And I just want people not to be fooled because when you go on to the website, they don't even identify Democrats and Republicans like they used to mm-hmm. on the site. You actually have to search and find out if it's a Democrat or Republican. And what site is this that you're talking about? 
um, when you go to the, uh, I think it's state cap, uh, capital dot state dot Texas dot US. Okay. To look and up your, if, and that's just, you know. To look up uh, what? I'm sorry, I said, um, to look up your state representatives. Okay. Your house representatives. All right. Your house representatives or your senators. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember, but Democrat color is blue. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you look now, Republican signs have just as much blue on them as Democrats. Okay. So you're saying you can't it's really de- determine which one is which? It is very hard to distinguish what side they're on. Okay. By design. I'm All sure right. you know. Okay. And, um, I just want to mention that we had a um, a speaker come to the convention, and he's the education chair. Okay. And and I'm gonna do honestly. I knew he's from House District 54, mm-hmm. which is near Colleen. And his name is um, Brad. I want to say Brad Dudley. I think this is his name is. And I asked him a question about what he would like for us to do to organized to come out and fight against vouchers. Mm-hmm. He totally did not answer my question. But I was going, I really should have got a clue when, when he said he was selected to be the chair of education because the Republicans are in control of the House. Okay. And they have the majority. So I said all that to say to us, we need to get ready to start calling, texting, email writing, whatever it is that we can do to uh, help speak out about it. And I'm going to give you some more information. And, and please excuse me, I did miss, uh, um, you know, in, in error if I didn't, you know, recognize Reverend Barnett. And um, that's what I should have started doing. I do apologize. Okay. Recognizing Reverend Barnett and um, also uh, greeting you as well and thanking you for, for sitting in for him uh, because you're getting paid so much. <laughs> That's funny. That was a joke. I know you're volunteer. Uh, can I ask you a question? Uh, yes, what, what, uh, you, you you say a uh, trustee? Are you DISD or? Yes, sir. DISD. Okay. Uh, trustee District Four. District Four. Okay. Uh, well, yes, uh, we certainly want you to call back in next week, and we want you to uh, uh, give a little bit more in depth. Uh, analysis of what this thing is coming up in this uh, special legislative session about uh, yes, these vouchers and how they're going to take money away from public school funding. I would definitely, uh, you, you said it, I would definitely do that. I would sure appreciate that. And, and thank you so much for your time. I'm going to try to let somebody else get in. I know we are short on time. Yeah, we got six That's minutes and we got two callers. So thank you very much. All right. And call back in next week and we want to drill down a little deeper into that. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Who Bye. do we have, Pierre? Uh, Patterson. No, no, line two. Who? Patterson. Patterson. Yes. Okay. Patterson. Good morning, Mr. Patterson. Mr. or Ms. Hey, good morning. Hey, I just thought I thought I heard someone say that maybe nothing had been done on gun on uh, gun legislation, but but there has been a little bit of progress, and I, I think that's worth noting because uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people kind of in the middle that want to see stuff happen. And uh, uh, let me ask you a question: uh, You say a yeah. little bit of progress. What is your definition of a little bit of progress, and how does that apply to uh, the practical reality that people are still getting blown away like? It's a war zone. 
Well, I don't know how much of an impact this would make, but there was House Bill 40, what is it, 4383? That's uh-huh. The ghost gun issue, some okay. Now, how effective that is, I don't know. So, what does that what does that bill do? Um, it prohibits in, because it prohibits individuals from selling or possessing ghost guns. Okay, in the state of so Texas, that doesn't that doesn't remove them, but at least it gives you a law that you can prosecute people. It, and that's in the state of Texas. Is that correct? Uh, I think that was national. So that's oh, a, no, that's no, no, no. you're right. That was that was that was state. Okay. All right. Okay, all right. So that's ghost gun legislation, and uh, a little bit. Of, I agree, I would agree with all every all the other callers that more needs to be done. Right, because it's still too dangerous. It's it is. It's too dangerous. Yeah. All right. All right thank thanks you. For, thanks for the show. All right. Thank you for your call and comment. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We're going to take these last two callers, and we've got two minutes apiece. So who do we have, Pierre? Uh, Cecilia Jackson on line three. Uh, Miss Cecilia. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I, I want to just first say we all plan for Pastor Barnett. Thank I you. I want to get off the subject, but what you were talking about earlier was the sport. Mm-hmm. And I'm alumni for South Oak Cliff High School. And Absolutely. I, uh, I graduated in 1969. Okay. And I want to just give a great shout out. I've never seen it done out of all the years. I was so, one of the first blacks when they integrate. So mm-hmm. this is really good for Dallas. Right. They should really talk about that because, you know, Dallas, all these years, 50-some years since I graduated, this has never been done. That's right. And then the last thing I'm hearing about, my grandson is going to South Oak Cliff. Okay. And he is playing the football team. Okay. And I said, oh, my God, I'm going to just have to keep getting up going because I, I'm old now, but I go, and I mean, I'm a real, real Man, and I appreciate you doing that. I just want to shout out to the people. Don't forget where you come from. That's right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Thank you. All right. All right. Now, Pierre, we got time for our one last caller. Yes. Uh, we have Mike, and uh, he's on uh, line four. Good morning, Mike. I know he's gone. <laughs> okay. Well, unfortunately, Mike, we would we had three minutes for you, but uh, you know how it is. Yeah. I get I, I get compensated for doing this, so I'll just. Make sure that we understand that, uh, as the last lady just said, we need to support our local high school, South Oak Cliff, because they're champions, and they are overachievers. They're not underachievers. And so we need to use them as an example of how things should be done when it comes down to sports. And uh, I think Pierre is playing the the see see you later music. But uh, this has been... Church Information and Open Forum on 89.3 FM, KNON, I'm sorry, KNON.org if you're streaming, The Voice of the People, the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information and Open Forum. And I want to keep you guys in, in, in mind to bring in these cards for Reverend Barnett. 13154, Coit Road, Suite 200, Dallas, Texas, 75240. And let's show Reverend Barnett how much we appreciate the work he's been doing for 40 years. And I see Gene, Bonnie coming in first, and Gene's right behind him. So it's going to be Workers Beat next. And so we'll see you next week, same time, same station.